0: So do you guys know what keeps me up at night here? It's not the different culture. It's not the incessant problems with communicating. It's not the always having bugs in the shower. It's not the humidity. It's not the, it's not even, it's not the loneliness. It's not even the loneliness that keeps me up at night. It's not any of that. It's none of that. The thing that keeps me up at night is this conversation that I overheard about a year ago between a black dude and a white girl. And now, does it matter that it was between a black dude and a white girl? No, but it was, so I'm saying it. And so this conversation was the guy complaining to the girl that he would always, that that none of his friends had cars and he always would drive them around. And I heard this lit- literal two seconds of a conversation when I was uh, in my senior year, my super senior year of, uh, at university, when I was at Liberty University. And this guy, I remember this guy's face. I remember what he looks like. I remember what he was wearing. He was wearing dark blue jeans, a black hoodie, and a red hat. And I, would, I, had, like, I had to get to class. And so I, I, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop what I was doing. Just had to get somewhere. But I heard two seconds of this conversation. And what this man said to this girl, I think about it every single day. <laughs> I think about it when I close my eyes at night. I think about what this man said before I go to sleep. And then I think about it in the morning. What this man said plagues me. So he says so he says to this girl, he he's complaining with this with this tough guy bravado. And he says to her, he says, you know. I'm always driving my friends around for free. Like, what do they think I am? A taxi? He's like, I gotta start charging them money. And that's the only thing I heard. That's the only part. That's the only part of this conversation that I heard. That's it. And I have been thinking about it ever since. And I'm thinking about it ever since. Because... Does this man know what a taxi is? Does, or does he think that taxis drive people around for free? Because he says, I'm always driving my friends around for free. What do they think I am? Some sort of taxi? And, I'm th- and I think to myself, I'm like this idiot. Idiot. Does he think that taxis drive people around for free, and it I've, it makes me lose my mind because this guy is like i 'm not a he, he what he 's saying with, with what this man is saying with his mouth he 's saying i 'm not a taxi, but I, according to what he 's saying, it sounds like he wants to be one sounds like he wants to be a taxi he says i 'm not driving my friends around for free anymore." I'm not a taxi. And I'm like, yo, yeah, you're right. You're not a taxi. You're a friend. But it sounds like you want to be one. And so I wish I, I, I had somewhere to go. I couldn't. I couldn't intervene. I could, I had to let him just continue in the ignorance that taxis are free. And, you know, this was in the South. We were in Lynchburg, Virginia. There's not a lot of taxis around. So maybe he's never ridden in a taxi. And so maybe, maybe this man genuinely thinks that taxis are free. Somehow he just thinks there's these free cars that will just drive you around for free. He just Maybe he thinks hey, there are just these free cars that drive people around wherever they want to go. Free of charge. And you know what? This man, he does not want to be one of those things. (laughs) He does not want to be a taxi because he thinks that taxis are for free. And that's, and you know, maybe that's what he thinks. Maybe he actually does think that taxis are free. Then he's just an ignoramus. But what is more likely the case was just a slip up of semantics and He was probably caught up in the moment. The girl he was talking to, she was uh, quite attractive. So maybe he was a little nervous. I'm not sure. And so maybe he just wanted to, you know, sound like a tough guy. And he got his words mixed up. That is probably what happened. And I am such a psychopath that I think about his simple little slip of words every single day. And I'm not saying that for funny to be funny i'm not i'm not saying that i think about that i'm not lying to you in my brain i think i think about this man every day that he doesn't want to be a taxi but according to actual logic he actually wants to be a taxi. So he doesn't want to be a friend. And so I get it. If you're going on a road trip, yeah, your friend should give you money. Yes, that's, 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 that's common courtesy. You should give your friend money if you're going on a road trip. If you're driving anywhere more than like 45 minutes straight. Like if you're driving around 45 minutes, you should offer. And then the drivers would be like, nah, dude, it's cool. Like, if you're friends. Like, if you're driving around and if it's 45 minutes to an hour, dude, whatever. It's like $2 of gas. Don't worry about it. But if you drive anywhere over, and the driver should be like, nah, dude, it's cool, don't worry about it. But if it's anywhere, like a road trip, or you're actually going there, it takes an hour, two hours, yes, you should give money. But if you're just driving to McDonald's, no, your friends should not give you money because you're a friend. You, that's the point of being a friend You're not a taxi Stupid Do you want, If you want to be a taxi Drive for Uber Drive for Uber or go be a taxi Go be an actual taxi And they'll give you a car You don't even have to use your own car So if you want to go be a taxi Go be a taxi Because it sounds like you want to be a taxi guy uh, And so you know I think, I think about this guy every single day and I saw him. I'm, I looked at him, his body, and his whole, I looked at his whole life. His whole existence affected me for two seconds and I will probably never see him ever again for the rest of my life. But I think about him every single day and, and you know, you know, I'll probably never see him again for the rest of my life. But you know, if I do see him, you know what I'm gonna do? If I ever do see this man again, I'm gonna ask him for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Welcome, we're here. Uh we have a very special uh, special segment that we are going to introduce that is a segment that's going to happen every single podcast and uh, this segment I the content of the segment. I, I thought of on my own But the idea to have A a podcast A, a continual segment A continual uh, A portion of the segment That is the same Every single time I make a podcast I got this idea From my friend Kevin Rafferty Thank you very much My friend Kevin Rafferty He's a rapper uh, He's my friend He was my friend Before he was a rapper uh, And he goes by the name Wayne Jetsky And so if you're listening To this And if you know me But if you know me And you happen to not know Wayne Jetski? Please go give his content a listen. You could listen to him on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, uh, any of those. You go looking him up. Wayne Jetski. Wayne like Bruce. Jetski like the thing that DJ Khaled rides around. Go gish go show him some love. Uh, and so the the segment that I'm gonna end. Every single one of my future podcasts with, including this podcast, is called Joffrey's Conversation Enders. So every single week, I'm going to talk about Joffrey's Conversation Enders. There's a person I know here, his name is Joffrey, and I've never met anybody in my entire life that makes me want to shoot myself in the face more often than Joffrey. And so the each segment is going to be about one of the things that Joffrey says that make you think how does this person exist i I ask myself that almost every single time I speak to him, and so I've compiled a list i've i started recording the things that he says because. They're so bizarre that more people need to hear them. And they're so notable that when he speaks, I often need to just regroup and recollect my entire body and countenance because I'm so shocked at what just came out of this person's mouth. (laughs) And when I say recollect my whole body, I have to close my eyes, raise my eyebrows, tilt my head back slightly, and then tilt it back forward and give a little shake to the head as I open my eyes. You know that face? You know that face with the eyes closed and the eyebrows raised and you're just like, what did this person just say? And so stay tuned to the end of this episode uh, and you'll get to hear segment one of Joffrey's conversation enders but the story that I'm going to tell during this for the main portion of this podcast is how on Saturday I participated in a job service that was basically a rent a white guy job and I was the rented white guy. And so I, uh, so I was the re- <laughs> so I was the rented white guy in this context. And so, setting here's how it started on Instagram, I get followed by a person uh who's a teacher i get i get followed on instagram by a local teacher here in ubon Ratchathani, and I, I i bet you that was found by like one of my geo tags like, i think it's called like one of the locations that i tagged i tagged ubon Ratchathani, and so maybe somebody looked at that and saw my profile saw that i was a teacher and then followed me and so i see that i get this follow from a, a thai uh, she's a thai woman uh and she's a teacher here that's in her profile says english teacher and so i was like oh no way and this was still this was like about a month in uh month in being here uh, and so i still haven't met many people really haven't come in contact with basically any english speakers and so i'm like wow no way a thai person who's an english teacher just followed me on instagram I'm like how cool is this like that's awesome so i mean she obviously speaks english and she lives here in Ratchathani, So I was like, sick. And so she follows me on Instagram. She's about my age. And so, you know, I introduce myself to her direct messages. I say, hello, I'm a teacher here in Ubon Ratchitani. And, you know, she was... And so she responds. And we start a conversation. We just talk, blah, 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 blah. And then a few days later... This uh, organization called I First English sends me a message, and they say, uh, "Hey, one of our teachers just recommended uh, us, or just recommended you to us. We'd love for you to work on the weekends for us." And I was like, "All right, yo, tight, yeah, awesome. I will totally work on the weekends for you guys. I'll totally try that out, and then." I was like, yeah, can you tell me about the organization, blah, blah, blah. And then this other dude named Will. William. His name is William. I met a person with a Western name. It was crazy. Uh, so this dude, he was from, uh, I think he said, he, I think he was from the Czech Republic. Uh, and so we met. He told me about the, the teaching. Uh, this is before I started teaching. He told me what the job is like, told me a little bit about it, told it's just really easy, and you kind of just go around to the different schools, and you assess the students. That's what he told me. He said, you, as the Westerner, you go around to the different schools, and you assess the students. I was like, all right, cool. It sounds cool, I could definitely do that. And, uh, and then so, after I meet with Will, I go and meet with the the boss, the main the, the guy who runs the school so it 's not really just it 's not just one school, so what this guy does is he goes around all around the city and then all around the surrounding areas, like hours away from the surra- from ubon He goes like we when I went with him, we drove at least two hours away um, and so he uh what he does is he starts these many schools all over the surrounding area and he opens a new school every weekend so he opens one new school every weekend that's how many schools this guy has um and so but on saturday was the day that i was going to go assess people i was like all right cool sounds good i'll go assess people see what this is like i go meet him i immediately don't get good vibes um, he was very, you could tell that he was very, in reality, the underlying rule is, you could tell that he was very insecure. Um, and he, so he, he dressed very flashy and that in and of itself is not bad at all. It's fine to dress flashy, but when it's, when the flashiness is paired with arrogance and, uh, and, and, and a high, like, uh, a haughty version or being haughty that that's when it's that's when it's not okay. Like if you're dressing flashy to make yourself look better than you actually are, then that's not okay. And that's that's a lot of what I was getting from this guy. Um because it's fine. If you dress flashy, cool. Like if that's just your style, that's your style. That is what it is. But if you're dressing flashy and he drove this like huge truck with these crazy big speakers. He wore a gold ring and he was wearing like he wore silk pants with a colorful shirt and he, and he walked around with this just arrogance that was just sickening. Uh and the and th- throughout the telling of this story, you will understand that I'm not just uh, falsely judging this person. You'll, you'll understand that, that he is much worse of a person than what I just said, uh, than how I just described him. And so uh, when I go into his office, he immediately hands me a script. Uh, and he says to me, this is how you will assess the students. And he says, you will ask them five to seven of these questions, and you will score them. And then he just keeps talking, doesn't let me ask any questions, um, just keeps talking, and he speaks very bad English. And so remember, this man starts English schools all over the country, and he speaks terrible English to the point where I could barely understand him, where it was difficult. To communicate with him that almost every time he spoke i would have to say excuse me i said can you say that again almost every single time he said things um and so i uh so i'm like all right you know what whatever i'll just see what it's like still see how to see what it is i'll get i'll try anything once you know uh that's not true i won't try anything once absolutely not uh like that's ridiculous when people say that when people say oh yeah i'll try anything once like shut up no you won't you would not try anything once there's so many things that you wouldn't try once i'm sure i'm sure there's some people i'm sure some people would try anything once like i'm sure out of everything that can be done there is one person in the world that who would try it but I do not think there is one person in the world that would try everything. You know what I'm saying? You can fill in the blanks. I'll let you take the humor yourself on that one and just think of things that people, most people would not try. Um, and so I'm not one of those people. I wouldn't try anything once. I think I would try most things once. Uh, and so I'm like, all right, you know, what's good. I'm getting bad vibes. I don't really like this. But I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm going to get paid for it. So you know what? Let's see what it is. So I go. picks me up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and we start driving. We drive hours. I sleep the whole time. Uh, finally get to the destination. And we get out. And he picks up other teachers along the way. Other Thai, he picks up Thai people uh, who were English teachers. Picks them up along the way. And then he drops us individually off. At all these, at four different schools, there was four of us total. So he drops us off at four different locations, and uh, I get dropped off second. And uh, we set up tables, and all the students are already there. No teacher, and he sets up a table and he says, "Here's the script. Record, like, grade them, and then uh, that'll be it." And then he leaves. And now, this is a little bit on a, a pedagogical uh, s- spectrum, but when he says grade them, he doesn't give me any gr- rubric, doesn't tell me how I'm supposed to be grading them. I have no information on any of the students. He just says, give them a score, one out of 10. And I'm like, w- what's, what's the scale here? Nothing. Doesn't give me anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm the scale. I just get to grade these kids. And already at this point, I'm like, yo, screw this guy. Um, And then I look at his script, and it is totally, totally, completely wrong English. Just not good English at all. Uh, To give an example, I have the script of questions right here in front of me. I'll, I'll read one of the questions. One of the questions says, five body parts, point student, question mark five body parts point student question mark what does that mean what kind of question is that and so I saw that I throw the script out I don't use any of it and because these are kids the kids they're first the third they're first to third grade well there was a I went to a few different schools there was first graders all the way up to like 15 year old kids the kids and and so I'm not gonna stick to that at all and, and so to, already at this point, I was like, I'm never working for this person ever again. Um, and so I'm like, all right, I'm only going to be here for one day. I'm just going to have a fun time with these kids, make the, in, encourage them, make them feel good about themselves, lead them towards success, make, like, build their confidence in English. That was my goal here. Uh, and while I was also going to assess them. Um, but I was not sticking to the script, so I started doing my thing. So he drops me off and he leaves. Uh, about an hour later, he comes back. And he he comes and he says like this speech or whatever and uh, to the kids and then he comes and stands next to the table where I was interviewing the students, Uh, and so as a new pair of students came up to me as I was begin going to begin asking them these questions, he he comes and he stands up to me, he stands there, and I look at him, give him the look like are you going like when are you leaving. Uh, like don't stand here and he says no I will watch you and remember I've already been doing this for an hour uh, I've been I've had a system of how I've been doing it for an hour um, and, and remember he does not know how to speak English well and the system that he created was not good for these students because these students level of English was very bad they couldn't even say their names uh, most of them could not say my name is blah 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 my name is Jack. My name is Jill. Like none of them, most of them could not say that. And so that's the level of English that they're at. And uh, so as soon as I start, I start, I say, hello, give each student a high five. And then uh, I ask them, how are you? And then I say, I, and then I do this thing where I mimic, I kind of, I had a puppet with me and I asked the puppet, how are you? And I pretended that the puppet said, would say, I'm good. Um, and then, so, as soon as I start doing that immediately, he says, "No, no, 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 they must write their names down first. And I was a little shocked that this came out of my mouth. I felt uh a little weird about it, or not arrogant, but uh kind of because you see this you hear this line in movies, and the guy who always says it is always kind of a jerk. Uh, but I look up to him, I look at the guy the 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 main the boss as he says no 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 they must write their names down first on the paper i look at him and I give him a a pretty nasty look and i say i know what i'm doing and and i don't know how i feel about that because whenever you hear that person say that in movies one they usually don't know what they're doing and they're usually a jerk uh i don't think i'm either of those uh and definitely in that context i knew what i was doing uh I may have been a little bit of a jerk. I'm not sure, though. Um, (laughs) But so I give him a look, and I say, I know what I'm doing. And he immediately stands up and walks away. Um, And so I go throughout that, finish interviewing the kids, and we go to the next place. Uh, But before we go to the next place, we stop and get lunch. And we are in a very rural area. And so nobody... Nobody speaks English. People do not speak... And so I'm... Remember, I'm already in the most... Uh, I'm in the poorest area of Thailand. In the, I'm already in the poorest area of Thailand. Like in the city of Ratchathani, It's the poorest region of Thailand. And then going outside into the rural areas, it gets even, even more uh, poor. And usually, people those areas don't, like, don't have the ability to, uh, don't have as much access to learning English as other people would would in the country. And so many people do not speak English here. Um, just, like, imagine going to a countryside in America. Those people aren't going to speak Spanish, you know? People in the cities, those are the people who you're going to find who are going to be able to speak Spanish. If you go to Wyoming... Nobody's going to speak Spanish in Wyoming. or um, Nebraska or something like that. Uh, and so nobody... So we walk into this restaurant. And the restaurants are pretty cool. They're all, like, in front of people's houses, usually, sometimes. Uh, and they're like, kids always do, like, bring you the food. And so, like, the little kid will come and bring you your soup. And it's just mad cute. Uh, so I really like places like that. But we go to this place. And he... This and so this is what what he does here is really what puts puts me over the edge and really convinces me what his whole uh scheme is, and so he walks into the restaurant and he says, "Good afternoon, everybody. Hello with just this pomp the most pompous tone i've ever heard in my life, and now this is something that 's a little uh unsettling and a little sad. Well, then, but mainly a little bit confusing. I'm still a little confused about uh about Thailand about Thai culture, and so about a little about Thai culture is that if you if you speak English here in Thailand, you have certain prestige about you um, to and you have a little bit more prominence prominence. One, if you speak English, and then two, if you're seen with Westerners. And so I was at a bar with uh, one of my Thai friends, one of my students. Uh, we go to a bar, and we get Coca-Colas uh, from the bar. And uh, we sitting there, and he, says, and he says to me, he goes, the, he says, w- right now, like us being here at a bar and me being here with you, that we're speaking English and you're a Western, he's like, we are cool for being here right now. Uh, And he said, like, this is a cool thing to do in Thai culture. Uh, And now this is that was coming from, that's one example from one story. I'm not sure if that's completely true for the whole country, but that's what I've heard from this man. And then another uh, story that I heard from somebody is that, uh, uh, this is a little bit different, but here... In Ubon, if uh, this is what I heard from a Westerner living here, I said, if the police pull you over, uh, and since you don't speak Thai, even if you did speak Thai, you would like just pretend that you don't speak Thai and just say, if they ask you for something in, in Thai, you just put your arms up and, and shrug your shoulders and you say, I, I don't know. And then he said, nine times out of ten, that police officer who pulled you over will let you go because. He doesn't want to be embarrassed for not speaking English. And that's a little messed up, right? Like, that's a little sad that that's, that's a part of the culture here. That the police officer is going to be embarrassed if he doesn't know how to speak English to you. Like, like I, I do. I, I, you know, I kind of am down on myself. I'm in, a new, I'm in a foreign country and I don't speak the language. Like that police officer shouldn't have to speak English. I'm in his country. I should speak Thai. And you know, being here really makes me realize. And I've always known this, but now I really know this experientially. That I hate it when people say, "Oh, they're in America. They should speak English." Why is? Why do I have to fill out this pamphlet? And on the back side of it is written in Spanish. That they should just speak English. Why is it I have to go to the ATM and I have to press English? And why do I have to do that? I hate it when people say that. I hate it so much. Because now I'm one of those people, and I'm benefiting from that ATM saying having the button that has the English option on it. I wouldn't be able to do anything if this country didn't have English options. Uh, and so I think I, I I I get upset when people get mad at people when they don't speak English when they're in America. It's just difficult. You don't know what that person's life is like. You don't know what they did to get here. You don't know how long they've been in this country. You don't know what community they live in. You don't know what kind of life they have. You don't know what kind of family they have. What they had to do to get here and how much difficult their life is on an everyday basis. If you don't know anything about that person. Cut them some slack. Try your best to communicate. Do it with a smile. Uh, dang. Uh. Where do we go? So we walk into this restaurant. Nobody speaks English. And he says with this pompous tone, he said, good afternoon, everybody. Hello. And he does that because he he was using me to gain, to, to have some sort of social gain and to show off his prestige. Like he was traipsing me around to make himself look better. And he was doing that in this restaurant. He was using me to make himself look smarter and better and more prestigious than everyone else in this restaurant. Um, And to further uh, how I know he was doing this was because what he does, what this guy does to, and now you'll really understand why I have such a bad taste in my mouth about this experience is what this man does is he hires Western people to bring around to all of his other schools and the openings of his school to deceive the people who are going to give him money to attend his school. He's deceiving them into thinking that Westerners, that there are a plethora of Westerners who work for him and are the teachers at the school, but when it's really just Thai people who do the teaching. He traips around. There's one other Westerner that currently works for him, and that's the guy, Will, who told me about it. Um, and he, uh, and so what this guy does, his name was Thum. And so what Thum does is he brings around Will, and then he brought me around for that one day, and he basically shows us off to make the people who are a part of his who pay him money to join his school shows us off to make them think that we are the teachers of his school and so he expo- and so what he does he exploits these people he exploits these people he uses any westerner that he could get his hands on to fool these people to trick these people and remember the 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 mindset that these people have and that it is true that in these people's mindset is that, uh, that they have this kind of idea that if you're with a Westerner, if you speak English, that you're prestigious, that you're cooler. And so when they have that already in their mindset, and then he brings around these Westerners to make it, to exploit the naivete of these people to get money from them. And remember, he's not not deceiving adults. He's deceiving children. Well, he's really deceiving the parents who are paying for this. But, like, there's children. He's taking money from children. Like, screw that guy. Screw that guy always. Like, he is a scumbag. And, you know, I'm a nice guy, but I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade. Like, he is straight scum screw him to traipse around white people to make the quality of his school look better than it actually is when he doesn't even know how to speak English and he's just stealing money from people because he figured out because he's taking he's he's, he's taking money from people because he's he's figured it out how to take advantage of people in the mindset of the culture like yeah all right yeah he's a corporation he wants to make money and he's doing it, but he's doing it in a dirtbag deceitful way and people like that should never make money he should never like he's gaining off of the naivete that's the perfect word to do my sister told me that word and it's really perfect to explain this situation taking advantage of the ignorance of other people to make money and not just any people he's taking advantage of children and cuz he's and he's giving these people false promises and he's giving these people empty promises of being able to teach them english. And all these kids do is when I so when I was sitting there, like all they do is sit like literally all they do in these classes is just sit there. They don't do anything. They just sit there and they have a book and they're supposed to go through the book and then the westerner comes and saves the day for them. But they the, the students barely see that savior westerner who he he isn't even that to them and so screw this guy and further like I kid you not and then the second day which I didn't attend to but what his plan was what this guy does on the second day when he opens the new schools he uses the westerner to go and represent the school and read a speech And I have the speech, and I'm going to read a little portion of it to you. Uh, And so remember, so at the opening of this school, he brings in the Westerner, who's supposed to represent the school and be a teacher and who knows all the stuff and speaks English natively and is apparently this great teacher. He brings him around, and he asks him to read this script. Uh, And remember, this is a very controlling man. Uh, very controlling small man Um, and so because remember when he first sat down at uh, when I was talking to students and he automatically tried to change what I was doing very controlling very hard for him to relinquish control and just very arrogant and uh, to further prove to you how arrogant he is uh, he uh, one time we were cleaning up some of the tables, I'm gladly doing my part, yes, I'm going to clean up the tables, clean up the best I can, but then he, uh, I was about to clean up the last table, and his book, his books were on his thing, like his like binder or whatever it was was on the table, uh, and he picks it up, and he goes to hand it to me, and then begins to walk away, thinking I'm going to carry his books for him. And as soon as I don't grab his books, like he doesn't feel the books leave his hands, he looks back at me and the look that I gave him was probably one of the dirtiest looks I've ever given anybody in my entire life. Because then immediately, you know, he takes his books and he realizes I'm not taking his books from, I'm not carrying his books. Um, And then he he leaves his coffee on the table. And so I say that, and you know, I could have easily just thrown out the coffee. Uh, and, but, but no, I'm not going to throw out this guy's garbage for him. Like, throw out your own garbage. I'm not your servant, you know? Uh, and he said, and so he walks away with his book in his hand. I said, hey, you're going to throw out your coffee? And then he, like, is shocked. And then he comes back, picks up his coffee, and walks away. And I fold his tail, put it in the trunk. And so the arrogance in the ignorance, the arrogance and the ignorance of this person, like he obviously doesn't know anything about Western culture where English is spoken mainly. He obviously knows nothing about Western culture because a young man, a young white man in his 20s, is never going to carry anybody else's books. like I, I, Imagine, just imagine at your place of business if your boss goes to hand you his things to carry because he doesn't want to carry them. And this guy, he, he the mannerisms that he had were very uh, particular. Like when he, would, when he would press buttons on his phone, he would press them with all of his fingers spread out and then just lightly tap each one of the buttons on his screen by like moving his whole hand toward it and moving it back away between each press of the button and he'd always stand with his hip out and like with a hand on his hip um i remember how he was dressed so that's that was the mannerisms of this this guy uh and so he goes and we clean up the uh the, the tables and then we go and then uh before the end of the day, he hands me the script that he wants me to read at the opening of the different schools, and now I'm going to read the introduction of this script uh, to you, and I'm going to read it how it is written. And so I'm not, I don't, I don't actually read out loud like this, but I'm going to, I'm going to read you the script as it is written, which is incorrect. And so here it is. It says. And it has some blanks where I have to fill in the blanks, some. And so it starts with, My name is John Theo. I come from America. Now i working at I-First English School District, ubon Ratchathani Province. And I am an English teacher at I-First English Institute School. And we are based in ubon Ratchathani Province. We are very pleased to be with you all. Here today, at this the first meeting for applications to our English program. In the ASEAN communities, English is very uh, important language in today's world modern. FAR International can help to improve your knowledge English. Our English program is a 72 hours a course. And so that's That's the speech that this guy wanted me to read to represent his English school. Like, the impudence of this guy to think that he could run a school but just offer these students nothing. Just nothing. His whole school is a fugazi. This guy is a fake. And, like, again, back to this whole him not understanding English and not understanding Western culture at all. Like him asking a 20 year old, 23 year old man, Western man, to carry his books for him is like asking a white girl to cook you a meal these days. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Joke about woman, women, women <laughs> coming in hot out of nowhere. <laughs> I'll get to judge the uh, the the cruelness of that joke by what my sister says about it. <laughs> that was a little joke I think it was funny. If you don't think it was funny, I'm sorry. Uh but not for real. I mean in my experience of life living so far, you know it's the you know, girls don't cook for you and when they do, it's like a big deal. I I think it should be a mutual thing, a give and take. It shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, wow, you cooked for me. wow you're the greatest, you're the God's gift to the universe. I think men and women, they should both. They should cook for each other. They should do the things that each other like. One of those things might be cooking. I don't think it should be like the biggest deal in the world, you know? Each, each, each person in the relationship should do their part, do the thing that the other person's like. That's just how a relationship works. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it shouldn't be like, you should, do the other, you should do the things that your partner likes and it shouldn't be a big deal, you know what I'm saying? That's like you shouldn't owe it. You shouldn't have to get all the praise in the world. I'm speaking to guys too. Like, let's say if your girl likes it when you uh, take pictures with her and you smile, just do it. Like, just do it, and then don't say anything about it. Just do it. Do what she likes, and then don't say anything about. it. Don't be like, oh, but remember when I took that picture with you. And I smiled. Oh, you owe me. No, that's not what it should be. Like, I get it if it's like a big thing. Like, if it's a big thing, if she's like, hey, I really like it when you crash your car and then lie about it to the insurance company to get money from them. Like, then if you do that, yeah, like she she owes you one on that one. But if she's just like, hey, can you uh, walk my dog on Tuesdays? Because I get home late. Yeah, dude. Just walk the dog and don't say anything about it. <laughs> just do what your partner likes. One of those things might be cooking. So I don't think that joke I made is bad at all. Uh, but I just think it's, it's, it's funny how uh, that's a big deal nowadays. Like, I don't think it should be like that. Like, those things shouldn't be a big deal. If your partner likes it when you cook for them, just do it. Just do it with a smile and don't talk about it. That's it. It's not that hard. Your partner will be very happy. And then he'll want to do those things or she'll want to do those things that you like. And then look at that. That's how relationships work. And now me, I'm talking about this. I've never had a successful relationship in my life. Um, but I'm learning as I go. And... Uh, so, maybe I'm just full of garbage. I could be. There's a good chance that I am totally just full of garbage. But this is what goes through my head, so I'm saying it. Again, what's the point of being me if I'm not going to say the things that me thinks? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, that's why I'm saying them. And so those are the things that go through my head. Are they right? Maybe. Am I totally full of garbage? Possibly. Have all my relationships been dumpster fires? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There, there haven't been dumpster fires, but of course, none of my relationships have been successful because I'm single. Uh, (laughs) They've been successful in their own rights, because you know how each relationship works. You date somebody, and you're like, "Hey, I'm this guy," and the girl that you're dating is like, "Hey, I'm like this." and then you both figure out that you're like nah I'm totally not like this and I'm totally not that guy and then you know yourself more that's how relationships work that's how my relationships have worked so far where I go into them and I'm like hey I'm like this and I do these things and then throughout the relationship I realize I am not like that and I do not do those things <laughs> and then, so then I, you learn a little bit more about yourself you gotta you got to be with somebody else to learn about yourself uh, in a more analytical way. And so that's what uh, <laughs> that's what I think about relationships. And that's what my relationships have been so far. And so I, my plan in going into the, the next relationship that I get into is to uh, not be like, hey, I'm this guy. And this is what I like to do. <laughs> I'm just going to be... A guy and do things And that's it uh, So hopefully that works out I'll let you know when my next relationship ends <laughs> And how that one goes <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, And so Again And so at the end of the day uh, I ask the guy Because I don't tell him that I'm not going to work for him The next day Because uh, I haven't gotten paid yet And so I on the way home I ask him, I'm like, hey, like, when do people normally get paid? Like, I ask him just like that. I'm like, hey, when does a uh, payment usually happen for your teachers? And immediately he goes into, he's like, I can pay you today. He's like, I can pay you right now. I have the money. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. And he was like, yeah, I have the money. I can pay you right now. <laughs> and like, he says it like 10 times over again. He's like, I can pay you right now. I have the money. I can do it. I can pay you right now. Do you you want the money now? I can give it to you. I can give you the money right now. Like like, making sure that I know that he has the $50 that I got for the day's work. That's, yeah, $50 for like 12 hours of work. But, you know, $50 goes a long way here. Uh, Like I've spent like $200 since I've been here. Um, So $50 does go a long way here. But uh so once once he gives me the money, he like I beat around the bush about the next day working, then he finally gives him the money and he says, Hey like confirm that you'll work tomorrow and I was like nah and he was like what? I was like, Yeah, I'm not working for you ever again And he was like Okay And then we don't talk for about an hour uh, until Getting back to where I where he was going to drop me off, and uh, so then there were other there was other people in the car, and now, uh, like embar- saving face and uh, is really important in this culture, and now I'm not sure if I'm okay. I'm happy with my decision. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm happy with not saying something to his face, but I didn't say what I said to him to his face because there was other people in the car, other teachers. And I didn't want to, in the moment, I didn't want to spread negativity that the other teachers didn't discover on their own. Um, and I didn't. And so like saving face and reputation is really important in this country and looking good is very important in this country. Um, and so I didn't, I know if I confronted him and just confrontation is really different in this country, like it's not a good thing. Confrontation is not a good thing in this country, or at least our Western understanding of confrontation is not a good thing here. Like if you confront somebody, which in, to a Western thinker, confrontation is, the denotation of that word is not negative. A confrontation could be, hey, can you please stop using the stapler like that? Like that's, that's a positive thing. To say have a conversation like that Is just something simple Like that's confrontation Confrontation isn't an argument. argument Arguments and confrontation are different You know you can have positive confrontation It's just a conflict of ideas And that's it You can go about that uh, In a fruitful and positive encouraging way You know But it's not like that in this country Confrontation is bad um, and So I didn't want to say In the moment I decided I'm not going to say what I'm going to say to him To his face uh, because I think it would have done a lot of damage to his organization, to his confidence that was already really low. And so I was like, I'm not going to ruin this guy's day. Um, and and I especially didn't want to uh, turn his teachers against him. And so I sent him a a message. Uh, and I told him, I was like, hey, the reason I'm not going to be working, for, where at first I thanked him. I was like, hey, thank you for buying me coffee and the lunch. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you so much. Um, and I was like, but the reason I'm not going to be working for you tomorrow or ever is because I don't fit in well with your system. I said, you want a Westerner that you can bring around to make your, the quality of your school look much better than it is. You want to use the Westerners that you have at your disposal as puppets to read scripts of, that you created to make your school look good and deceive the students who come to see your school and to make them think that the quality of the education is much better than it is. And I said, I will not represent a school like that and I will not be associated with a man who deceives and lies to his students. And that's exactly what I said to him in a message. Uh, And then he writes it off. He goes, oh, it's just because we're Thai people you don't understand how we do things here. And I said to him, absolutely not. I work with Thai people every single day. And they strive to provide their students with excellence. The, the teachers that I work with here are awesome. And uh, Yes, things are a little bit different. Things are a little bit more relaxed. The expectations aren't as high. But they give their, they, they don't lie to their students. They give the students the truth. They don't pretend they're something like they're not, and they have integrity. The Thai people have integrity. um I have nothing bad to say about them in that context, and so I said, no, I work with Thai people every single day, and they strive to give their students excellence and i and you should do the same uh and, I, and then he doesn't message me back uh and so I'm happy I'm never going to see that sleaze ball ever again uh. Like I, I wanted to throw a brick through his window, and of course I'd never do that because I'm not a tough guy. Uh, but I had the thought I was like I should throw a brick through this guy's window, um, and break his, the speakers of his car, of his truck. Um, I had those thoughts. Would I ever do it? No. Uh, but I totally had those thoughts, and so that is uh, that was me in my rent a white guy experience. And I hated it. I hated it so much. I felt sick the whole day. I couldn't even look at him like i and you, the people who know me, you know I'm a really nice guy, I get along with just about everybody but like but when people bring me to the point of not liking them, it's this is I think a character flaw or not. Honestly, because when I don't like somebody, it's impossible for me to be anything more than civil with them. Uh, Like, I lived with this guy back in college, and I could not, I couldn't stand him, and the reason I, I think I'm finding some common ground that when I if somebody doesn't have a good moral compass or if somebody doesn't have integrity that's what really makes me not like them like I can't I can't write that off if you don't have integrity I can't stand being around you and I think you're a scum of a person um and so I'm not gonna play nice you know I'll be civil with you but that's about it uh, I'll be professional but am not gonna we're not gonna joke around I'm not gonna be your friend um so I lived with this guy once, uh, didn't like him at all, and uh, and we shared a room together. And like during the daytime, I literally one, one of my other friends was like, yo, John, you got to like, take it easy. Because I was in one room, and we were, it was during the Super Bowl. We were having a Super Bowl get together. I was in one room. And talking, hanging out with everybody, and this guy who was living with, he walks in and I immediately stop laughing, turn the frown, turn my smile into a frown, and then leave the room. And apparently it was clear as day. I didn't even notice that I did it. And that's when I realized I was like, Oh frick, wow, I did do that. And I was totally not okay. Um, but I that's that's something I do. If I if I don't if I don't like somebody, uh It's impossible for me to be anything more than civil with them. Uh, And I shared a room with this guy. And he would do this thing every night before he went to sleep. He would take a full cup of water and he would drink. like He would take the full cup of water in from the kitchen and drink the entire cup of water on his bedside before he got into bed. And then place the empty cup next to his bed instead of just drinking the cup in the kitchen. He would bring the full cup of water into his bedroom into our bedroom and the way and he would gulp down the whole thing and i could still hear his gulps He'll, he just would drink the whole thing and it would take him like 15 seconds it would just be like gulp, 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 and then just put the empty cup next to his bed and then go to sleep and it would drive me insane <laughs> So that's one of the other things that I still remember. Uh, But so I'm never going to be a rental white guy again. I hated being used in that way. I couldn't stand it. I just feel so bad for his students. I feel so bad that this guy is out there making money off of uh, the naivete of his students and the people buying into his school. It makes me sick. So if you ever meet somebody like that, don't work for them. Tell them to piss off. Screw that. People like that shouldn't be excelling in life. Or Because I'm sure he's not excelling In real life But he's making money People like that shouldn't make money I hate that um, But so now we're going to end On a lighter note A lot of this podcast is me ranting In a, uh, in a negative <laughs> way <laughs> I, uh, Sorry for being super negative This whole time I hope, uh, I hope you stuck with me All the way to the end For uh, the first Segment <clears throat> of joffrey's conversation ends, and so this is this comes way back to day one in thailand august 8th i believe it's august 8th or august 9th first day in thailand and joffrey takes me to the grocery store so i can get groceries and things for the room that i would be living in and uh we're walking around the grocery store, and immediately he starts bringing me around to everything and saying, "Oh, you need this, you need that, you don't need this, you don't need that. Get this brand, don't get that brand." And so, first I see Head and Shoulders, and I was like, "Oh, sick! Head and Shoulders, awesome! I love Head and Shoulders. I get dandruff. I use Head and Shoulders." And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no! This is better." And he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh no, no, no! no. Don't use that one. This is." this is what we use and i was like what and he was like you don't need that get use this one and i was like, and the other one it was in english and it was just regular shampoo it wasn't dandruff shampoo and so i say to him uh i go hey my friends i'm sorry that the last podcast cut off uh unexpectedly it, it it cuts off at an hour uh that's uh, you can only record an hour with the system that i use uh so i'm sorry for taking it so long um and not finishing that podcast within an hour uh but shout out to anchor thank you for hosting being the, the, the host for my podcast and uh and making it so easy for me to make podcasts so anchor thank you so much you're not going to hear this but thanks <laughs> uh but i'll finish that joffrey's joffrey's conversation enders Uh, i'll finish that story uh and so uh he says to me he's like oh you don't need that shampoo and so hmm. so if you're listening to this podcast you need to listen to at least the end of the last podcast um that was named uh rent a white guy you need to listen to at least the end of rent a white guy to understand this podcast i'm sorry for the confusion guys Um, but if you're listening to this podcast and you have not listened to at least the end of rent a white guy you gotta uh gotta listen to that at least at the end listen to at least at the end and you'll you'll see that it cuts off unexpectedly um and so uh and so I said to him I was like no I'm getting this but then again this is this is the conversation in there. this was the first time where I really realized I was like oh shoot this is gonna be difficult being around him <laughs> um and so Joffrey I pick up I see Sensodyne the toothpaste that I like I see the toothpaste and I get pumped. I'm like, oh, I was like, no way. I thought I was gonna have to have like some crappy toothpaste that I'm unfamiliar with. All right, but they have Sensodyne. Sick. I'm totally gonna buy Sensodyne, the exact toothpaste that I use back home. I'm totally getting it. So I pick it up, and then he literally takes it out of my hand, looks at it, reads it, and then takes it out of my hand. And he says, this says gum care. You don't need this. And I was like, yo, in my head, I was like, yo, you've known me for less than 10 hours. And you think you know the care that my gums need? You think you know the hygiene that i need to that that i need to pay the attention to my mouth with who do you think you are <laughs> that you think you know the toothpaste that i need what imagine imagine going grocery shopping with somebody that you just met and they take the toothpaste that you go to buy out of your hand and tell you that you don't need it you need a different toothpaste what kind of and so that was the first time where i did the whole thing where i needed to recollect my body i had to close my eyes raise my eyebrows slightly tilt my head back and as i tilted forward give a shake to the head as i opened my eyes i had to recollect my entire body as those words came out of his mouth Uh, and then so I was just floored I was shocked it stopped me my it stopped my whole existence my whole existence was going on in a cohesive way and just going comprehensively not stopping at any point it was like a train that just has gone you know it's had curves and it has had it's had dips and it slowed down along the way, but my whole life stopped at this moment when Joffrey says to me, you don't need this toothpaste. This is gum care toothpaste. You need other toothpaste. And as the first time I said to myself, I, how does this person actually exist in real life? It felt like I was living in a movie. And this movie was making fun of this person for being out of control. <laughs> so that, my friends, it's Joffrey's Conversation Enders, number one. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you listened to that whole hour podcast, I hope you liked it. It was That was the longest podcast I've made to date. And up until this point... Uh, remember from my first podcast if you've been listening to the podcast since the number one podcast you know that I've lied to you on every single podcast I've ever made because I said in the first podcast each podcast can be about like 10 minutes that's it just come in and listen I give you updates on what my life is like I just made an hour-long podcast um and so uh (laughs) I've I've not a single one of my episodes has been less than uh 10 minutes except my shortened in- introduction which was about a minute and a half and that was it. Every single other episode has been more than 10 minutes I've been lying to you guys. But if you listen, thank you for listening. <laughs> seriously I appreciate you guys so much this and this podcast remember I'm sorry for the the confusion of the last podcast and it just and it and it's stopping shortly. So I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Totally unprofessional on my part. It'll never happen again. I'll make sure to watch watch the clock more attentively. Sorry about that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I love you. Until next time.